It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yes, Spencer Pryor is back with us to talk Premier League. Evening, Treacle. Good evening, Treacle. <laughs> Good to have you back on the show. Uh, we're going to give you the, we're going to give you the chance to have a dig at Broski in a minute for the Man City Liverpool results. So just be patient. <laughs> uh, we want to talk about the sackings first of all. Seismic Sunday: Chelsea getting rid of Graham Potter, and Leicester sacking Brendan Rodgers. That takes the total to twelve managers. Out of 20 in the Premier League this season, they've been given the bullet. Amazing. Very, very. It's been an amazing season, right? Conti gone the week before as well. So mm. we've now got a situation where we've got these, all these clubs have got caretakers or nobody in charge. It's, um, it's, a, it's, it's very, very, very reactionary and a massive panic up by... You know, I think I think we saw P- Palace getting rid of Vieira. That was a catalyst for, oh, maybe that will pick them up a couple of wins. Leicester have done exactly the same with Brendan Rodgers, saying, oh, we can't afford to go down. So, hoping that getting rid of him sees a, sees a, a positive result with them going and, and maybe turning Villa over, picking up three points to get out of that relegation zone. And as for Chelsea, I mean, they're in Champions League still. Um, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's been a disappointing season in the Premier League, but I think they'll be hoping for a, maybe a reaction like they got when Thomas Tuchel got the job, because that happened at the, around the same time that he got the job and took them all the way with the Champions League, right? So maybe they're hoping to get the same sort of reaction that they did with whoever comes in this time. Yeah, £600 million it's cost them, that mistake, if that's what it is. Uh, Chelsea with uh, Graham Potter. Um, who gets the job? The, the the hot ticket or the 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 hot mail is that it's Julian Nagelsmann who they're going to go for. Well, they, they. I mean, we know we know what they've spent in the transfer market, right? But don't forget, they also had to pay out twenty one million pounds to Brighton to get him out. Um, so there's twenty one million that's lasted seven months. That's not that's a pretty lame investment, actually. Um, <laughs> The 600 million, obviously, the players are still there, but yeah. it, it appears he's not going to get paid out his entire contract. Um, but look, I, I feel for I feel for him actually. Graham Potter's an mate. I think he's done so well with Brighton. He had such a great start with Chelsea, but you know, once the wheels started coming off, the thing is, you really put yourself under the microscope going to a club like that, and and you're expected to perform. Yeah. Brighton, the big winners in all of this because uh, they've done really well under Roberto De Zerbi, the, the guy who's replaced him. Um, in terms of Leicester, your old club, of course, um, there is yeah. a fair bit of speculation in Scotland that Ange Postacoglu is, is the favourite. Personally, I can't see that that would happen. 
uh, particularly as Rodgers left Celtic to go to Leicester and, and basically made himself persona non grata with the with the Celtic fans. I, I think Ange is a bit smarter than that. And also, I'm not, I'm not sure that's the club he'd want to go to, given their current predicament. Do you agree? Oh, I've... I've... I've kind of said with regards to Ange, he's one of the one of those managers that needs a pre-season to implement and yep. get a team going the way that he wants to, right? So, do they have somebody that it goes in as a caretaker now until the end of the season? Otherwise, Ange ain't going to the Premier League. He's not going to jump in mid-season and try and change a team around because he knows when he goes in somewhere, he wants to have a full pre-season so he can get in the players he wants. He can get the team going the way that they want. Mm. I mean... He's not your Sam Allardyce fix-it man, is he? He's not a fix-it man. He isn't a fix-it man, not at all. So he needs that time. And that's going to be the challenge for clubs that want to take him is, you know, you might have to hold on until the summer because he's, he's not going to go in. I'm not sure change management is his thing. It's yeah. more having the time to implement that style. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll see him at a club very, very soon. The reality is, right, if it, there's 12 jobs gone already, the other side is the more that your name keeps getting put forward and you potentially have conversations and don't take it, that's when you can then start to get overlooked because they go, well, what's the point of tapping him up? Because, mm. you know, he's, he don't want to go. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question here from John, who's texted us 0457736736. Uh, question for Spenner, what would it cost Chelsea to get Anjin? Uh, and I'll, I'll read the second part of his uh, his tweet, his text out in a minute, John from Gosford. Go on, Spenner. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be as realistic here as well, right? Mm. He, he's, he has gone over and he's done a great job with Celtic. I'm not sure he's ready for a Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure he's ready for a Chelsea yet. Uh, so you do need to cut your teeth in the league at some point, but yeah. I'm not sure a Chelsea is ready where he's ready yet. Okay. Now the second part of John's text, <laughs> uh, is that Broski clicking in the background with all the other <laughs> Liverpool supporters <laughs> after the weekend? Asked John. <laughs> no. That's the crickets at your place. That's the crickets. That's where. That's what comes out when Frosty makes a joke. I mean, it's funny that Spinner comes out. You know, we, we haven't we didn't see him last week. Didn't see him a couple of weeks ago. He comes out with his uh, with his a disappointing performance for Liverpool, doesn't he? Yeah, let's get on to this. Frosty. Sure, mate. Sure, talk, talk us through really, it, mate. Well, I was well, feeling good for been... half a game. You was absolutely in your Liverpool onesie. You and the Brosk family all watching the telly together. You would have been delighted. I'll tell you what, it was a, there was one moment, obviously, they started really well, Liverpool got the goal. There was one defining moment, which was where Salah went through and Jack Grealish was the last defender and sprinted three quarters of the pitch to stop the ball going across. That was a massive moment in a game, mate, because that would have put them 2-0 up. Mm. As it was, Man City go, score up the other end, go in at half-time. The second half was just a complete annihilation and yeah. capitulation. Spenner, there, 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 uh, was, there was one other moment, to be fair, and I, I'm saying this, obviously I'm a City fan, but Rodri, I think, was a little bit fortunate not to get a second yellow card. Very. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Like, nailed on, nailed on second yellow. Absolute nailed on. Um, it was really interesting looking at the way 
probably set the team up, right, with four centre-backs in there, but John Stone sitting playing as a deep-lying midfielder. Essentially, what it did, he had a back three, Rodri and Stones, he actually just defended with five, attacked with five. So it was really, really aggressive. Liverpool couldn't deal with they couldn't deal with the box four in midfield. They literally had no idea. They tried to press at times, got picked off, and then ultimately then went, well, hang on, we need to sit back. Man City just controlled the game. Which means Liverpool are now eight points out of the top four, won't be playing Champions League. Uh, bring on the Super League, I say. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Spenner, what about... On, uh, what about <laughs> go on. Mate, Arsenal, uh, you know, a four-one win of their own, thumping uh, Leeds over the weekend. Uh, Jesus came back uh, into the starting lineup and, and scored a brace, so he picked up right where he left off. I mean, an eight-point lead with eight games to play. They've won seven in a row now since that loss to City in February. Um, mate, all looking good for them. They've still got to go to Newcastle. They've still got to go to Man City. I think they've still got to go to. I think they've still got to go to Forest and Brighton, maybe. And they've got Liverpool got this weekend, games. I think. Yeah, they've got tough games coming up. I think. I, I mean, look, the, the 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 key one, the key one is obviously when they play Man City. Mm. That that's going to be a huge game. But you know, are they are they going to be able to win every game up until then? And after then, um, there, there's going to be many many changes and and surprise results. I, I still think we've, you know, I, I think in Arsenal's favour of being out of the Champions League probably sets them up a little bit nicer, gives them that little extra recovery period. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be many twists and turns yet, Brusky. Um, the same down at the bottom as well, Spanner. Final question mm-hmm. for you before we let you go. Uh, big wins for West Ham over Southampton and Bournemouth over Fulham. Uh, Southampton now at the bottom, and that point for Everton on uh, Tuesday morning, our time against Tottenham, uh, I think it lifted about three or four places. That That's how tight it is down at the bottom. We, I think we've asked you this before, but we'll ask you again, uh, whether your view has changed, which three go? No, I'm only going to say Southampton. The other two keep changing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I, said, uh, I think I said Southampton, Bournemouth. I don't think I put Forrest in there. I think I might have put Everton in there actually, yeah. but it's I, I think I think Southampton are struggling. Um, I still think Bournemouth, but I, again, I don't know who that third one's going to be. It's a it's a it's a Leicester. it's fascinating. Eh? It's a great. Oh, I really hope not. I've mm. got to be honest. That was a really poor result from the cop that goal in the in the fourth minute stoppage time. Harry Suter completely switched off. You can't you can't switch off. Especially in key moments like that, you know, when you even the point of Palace would have been a great, would have got, you know, would have been a, a valuable point to pick up. So, yeah, yeah I, I really hope it's not Leicester, but, you know, it depends who they bring in as Mr. Fix It just for yeah. the rest of the season. Bring in Big Sam. He's the man <laughs> for the job. Oh, I'm sure, I don't. Please uh, don't bring Sam. <laughs> Spedder, we'll leave you to the crickets. Uh, thanks, mate. We'll speak to you next, See you next week. Next week, mate. Take care, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Premier League this week. Wednesday morning, Leeds against Forest. Massive game. Bournemouth, Brighton. Leicester against Villa. Uh, Chelsea against Liverpool. Uh, Thursday morning, West Ham against Newcastle. Manchester United, Brentford. Saturday night, Sunday morning, Man United, Everton. Wolves against Chelsea and Southampton versus Manchester City. 
And then Sunday night, Monday morning, Leeds against Palace and Liverpool against Arsenal. Some massive games coming up in the Premier League. Uh, check the SEM broadcast guide for coverage of all those games across the SEN network and on the SEN app across the weekend. So we're off to another quick break. On the other side of it, we will talk women's football or more of it with Alicia Carnivus.